0: You're listening to Source Daily. Join us Monday through Friday to stay up to date on what's happening in North Central Ohio. We'll be sharing a closer look at one of our top stories, along with other news, local history, memorials, answers to your questions, and more. Today, last week, four local healthcare professionals had a conversation about African American healthcare disparities. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our friends and sponsors at the Mansfield Art Center. From now until October 16th, you can check out the Eyes, Mind exhibition at the Elizabeth T. Black Gallery. This exhibition will feature the talented works of eight Ohio photographers, offering a glimpse into the world around them. To learn more or to schedule a tour, visit mansfieldartcenter.org. Now our feature story. Nancy Matthew, a family physician in Mansfield, has seen racial bias play out in the medical field firsthand. Matthew was one of four panelists at Thursday's Local Conversation African-American Healthcare Disparities Panel. The panel was hosted by the North End Community Improvement Collaborative and featured Matthew, along with Vivian Jackson-Anderson of the National Council of Negro Women, Buffy Williams of ASI Behavioral Health Group, and the Reverend Angela Brooks-Wright, Manager of Pastoral Care at Ohio Health Mansfield and Shelby Hospitals. Panelists discussed the root causes of poorer health outcomes for African Americans, disproportionate infant mortality rates, and the importance of social, spiritual, and mental health support. Matthew explained that implicit bias among physicians, a mistrust of the healthcare system, and underrepresentation of African Americans in the medical field all factor into disproportionate health outcomes. So do systemic factors like a lack of primary care facilities and grocery stores with fresh produce in predominantly black neighborhoods. Matthew said studies have shown African Americans are negatively affected by implicit biases among healthcare professionals and that training for physicians is key in mitigating these biases. So what should someone do if they receive poor medical care? Panelists encouraged audience members to advocate for themselves and speak up if they received substandard medical treatment. This may mean writing a letter, filling out a post-appointment survey honestly, or calling a hospital's patient advocate department. Williams said the history of institutional racism is one factor that makes the African-American community hesitant to pursue mental health care or talk about their struggles publicly. For more on this story, click the link in our show notes. Next, some local history. Did you know that Mount Vernon native George Irwin was a Seventh-day Adventist administrator, president of the General Conference from 1897 to 1901, and president of the Board of Directors at Loma Linda University? Irwin was born in 1844, and at age 17, he volunteered for the Union Army during the American Civil War. He was captured near Atlanta and spent time at Andersonville Prison. In 1867, Irwin married a schoolteacher named Nettie Johnson, and he and his family converted to the Seventh-day Adventist faith in 1885. He became president of the Ohio Conference of Seventh-day Adventists in 1889, and in 1897 he was elected president of the General Conference at the General Conference session held in Lincoln, Nebraska. As president, he sought to reorganize the duties of the ministry and made a tour of Australia. He became disheartened about his time as general conference president, viewing his contribution as an utter failure. In 1912, he left his religious duties to become president of the board of directors of what is now Loma Linda University. He passed away in 2013. Before we continue, we'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsors at the Area Agency on Aging. Their Home Energy Assistance Program, HEAP, is a federally funded program that provides eligible Ohioans assistance with their home energy bills. This one-time benefit is applied directly to the customer's utility bill or bulk fuel bill. For more information about HEAP, contact the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-860-5799. You can also visit aaa5ohio.org and search for HEAP. Next, a clear theme emerged Friday during Mike Pompeo's keynote address at the Ashbrook Center's 35th John M. Ashbrook Memorial Dinner. Pompeo is the U.S. Secretary of State. During the event, he said that the wisdom of our founding is under assault. For the 13 minutes he spoke, Pompeo noted the importance of teaching America's young generation the significance of the nation's history and its founding principles. Each year, Ashbrook faculty honor certain people with awards. The most prestigious is the Ashbrook Award, and is given to people who, quote, "...exemplify the ideals so splendidly upheld by the late John M. Ashbrook, which include, quote, "...integrity of thought and conduct, the knowledge of what is right, and a determination to do right. They include a determination of fight, alone if need be, for worthy goals." Pompeo received that award Friday. He joins a high-profile list of people who have received the award before him, such as Mike Pence, Ronald Reagan, John Boehner, and many others. Finally, we'd like to take a moment to remember Ralph Thauvet. Born in Shelby in 1945, Ralph graduated from Shelby High School and Ashland University, where he received a bachelor's degree in education. He was a high school teacher for 21 years at Crestline and Plymouth. He was also a financial planner and owned his own company, Thauvet Financial Services. Ralph was a member of the Shelby Rotary, Kiwanis Club, Phi Kappa Psi, the Federation of Musicians, and the First Assembly of God Church. He was a talented musician who loved to entertain. He played the trombone and sang in his longtime band the Rib Ticklers. The band played at many local events and is known for their Dixieland swing and big band style performances. In his spare time, Ralph shared his love of music and the gospel at local nursing homes. When Ralph was not entertaining with his music, he enjoyed coaching softball, football and was the chaplain for his granddaughter's cross country team. Previously athletic director for Crestline High School, Ralph was very involved in high school sports, something he believed was important for the youth. Many students' and athletes' lives were touched with his positive encouragement and uplifting motivation. He loved animals, especially horses and turtles. Most of all, Ralph put faith and family first. He was a very devoted husband, father, and grandfather. Ralph will be greatly missed. Ralph is survived by his wife, children, grandchildren, and brother-in-law. Thank you for taking the time today to remember and celebrate Ralph's life.